0: Fireflies Unite with Kia, your weekly podcast from the perspective of individuals thriving with the mental illness. We are normalizing the conversation about mental health within communities of color to foster mental wellness and empowerment. Welcome to another episode of the Fireflies Unite podcast. With of course, me, Kia, where our mission is to bring light into darkness by simply sharing the stories of people of color who live and thrive with the mental illness, and also of course to normalize the mental health conversation because I think that is important that even if we don't struggle with the mental illness, that we still put our mental health first, because we can end up with a mental illness. And so I want to send a huge thank you to everyone who has entered the giveaway. And I want to remind everyone, this is your last chance in the last week to enter the giveaway. In order to do so, you need to make sure that you're following me on all forms of social media. And also, if you have Apple, or iTunes y'all know to leave that review and give me those stars and if you don't have an iPhone or Apple account you can leave your review on SoundCloud or you can leave it on the Facebook page and again I want to send a huge thank you to every person who has left a review on either the Facebook page or the or Apple Podcast, It really means a lot to me. I, I probably sound like a broken record, but y'all reviews really mean a lot to me for a few reasons. One, it helps me to figure out what changes I need to make to the podcast. And it also helps me to figure out what episodes you guys like, what episodes stand out to you, um, what things do I need to do more of. And then Also, it helps other people find the podcast. So the more reviews I have, the more ratings I have, then that makes the podcast more visible. My goal for this year is to be on the top 200 podcast list on Apple Podcasts. So I really need y'all to make that happen. And the only way that that will be able to happen if you guys continue to rate and review the podcast to enter the giveaway to get that $50 buy gift card. Last week, we talked about finding peace in your singleness and your celibacy. And I had got some really good feedback from that episode. When I was listening to it, I was like, I sound kind of tired. And I was not tired. y'all. I promise. I actually recorded the podcast episode at like four o'clock in the morning because I could not sleep. And so my voice may not have been the best during that time. Um, My vocal cords, I guess, were were not warmed up because I wasn't talking. But I promise y'all, I was not sleepy. That episode, I really shared my heart and put a lot of thought into that because I know a lot of women in particular struggle with their singleness and not feeling good enough and often seek validation and so I could relate to so many people when I got the feedback from that episode so if you did not get a chance to listen to last week's episode I want to encourage you to go back and listen to the episode as we talked all about finding peace in your singleness and if you are celibate in your celibacy this week you guys we are going to talk about coping with ADHD. A lovely young fellow reached out to me, Mr. Darrell Williams. He said he just Googled Black Mental Health Podcast and your girl popped out. Yes. Yeah. So he he reached out to me last year sometime, and my schedule has been, you know, a little chaotic and i told him we would have the interview so initially we scheduled it for november and then i had to push it back because i was moving there were so many moving pieces going on so finally we got the interview and he shared what it's like living with adhd and how he coped with it and so he really shared some great tips you all and so i want you all to check out the interview with mr darren williams So welcome Daryl to the Fireflies Unite podcast and thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join me. How are you?
1: I'm good. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm I'm well.
0: One of the questions that I ask almost every person I speak to on the podcast is, was mental health a topic that was discussed while growing up?
1: No, it wasn't. You know, I, I lived in, you know, the projects of um, New York City. And that wasn't really a topic. It was a, it was about, you know, I had a, a rough childhood, you know, moving from place to place, you know, and the, the subject of mental health was, was never um a topic at all.
0: Yeah, I find that to be very common around, among most Black people, there were only a few people who've actually said that it, that mental health was something that was talked about so you were diagnosed with attention deficit or hyper um, hyperactivity disorder, also known as ADHD. And for those who do not know what it is, can you explain it? Because I feel like a lot of times there's there there's a misconception when it comes to ADHD, or sometimes people just use the diagnosis as an adjective, like I'm oh I'm so ADHD or that's my ADHD. Um. So can you explain what living with that mental illness is like for you?
1: It's, it's t- challenging, you know, I'm, I'm trying to really, um, master it. Like having so many windows up on your computer at all at once, because you have so many things on your mind, you know, people think as far as ADHD, it's, it's about, you know, how smart you are. And nothing to do with that. It's just that, you know, with me, my life is, I'm, I have a hard time focusing I, I have to be like obsessed with something to really focus on it, like maybe the gym or maybe a movie. I really got to be into it. If I'm not into it, I'm not going to pay no ma- mind to it. All the other things will, will, will go to the way, wayside because my my attention span is so short. It's just, it, it, it affects every aspect of life. You know, you you do, do your work, you know, school, marriage, life. It's it's, it's so deep. And I, I realize that now, you know, the reason why I got checked because throughout the years going to school and I, I always know I was a smart, a smart kid. But at the same time, I, I was so, so re- really smart, but I was just always cram for exams, never organized, people paper, with papers scattered everywhere. And I said to myself, what's going on? And, and not until when I was working and I realized I'm reading the same thing over and over again because I'm, I'm just not focused. I said to myself, something, something's wrong. Uh, let me get, let me, let me get checked out. So I went to the hospital. I told them, you know, I'm, a, I'm not concentrating right. I'm not focused. I always procrastinate. And they gave me an eight-hour extensive exam to take. Because at first I thought I had dyslexia. So when I took the exam, I came back two weeks later for the results, and they said, no, you don't have dyslexia. You have ADHD. And I was blown away because of my ADHD. Hey, abe i talk about adhd but i didn't know exactly what it was so i did my research you know wow you know and then as me doing the research found out a lot about myself i had to relearn myself because everything i knew about myself was wrong you know so i had to really change as far as like how i work at the workplace how i am with my wife in the marriage you know how i am you know as a brother you know, as an uncle, I had to really reevaluate my whole self. It's all about self-awareness. I, I realized, you know, and once you have self-awareness, you could be better, a better person. It should be something that we all should shine a light on because it's very, it's very important. You know, that's why with me, I learned about this disorder.
0: Initially, so when were you diagnosed? And once you, once you were diagnosed, did you tell anybody? Did you, or did you keep it a secret?
1: When I was done, it was I was done. It was March of 2016. But yeah, I told my parents, my siblings, my manager. I, I, I wasn't really, I wasn't afraid to share um, my disorder because to me, sharing it it's, it's a strength. People think it think of it as a weakness. I, I, it's a strength to me, you know, to really expose your weaknesses. And, that, and I feel like it's a weakness that could be strengthened.
0: I think that it's good that you actually had enough courage to share because a lot of people don't because they're afraid of how people will view them or how they will be judged and when we talk about it i have found in my story that it removes the power away from the stigma and from the diagnosis and so you found that people were very supportive which is a blessing because sometimes people feel as though they're they're an outcast and they're often left alone because they don't have the support And so I know with you, one of the things you mentioned that after you were diagnosed with ADHD, you know, you were saying how you struggle with procrastination, negative self-talk and a lack of willpower. So what did treatment look like for you initially after you were diagnosed? Did you seek any type of mental health treatment after you got your diagnosis?
1: No, I just, I just, you know, with ADHD, you know, I realized I was just super focused on learning about the disorder because I didn't know nothing about it. So my thing was at first, you know, I I, I bought three books that could help me with my ADHD that the the psychiatrist recommended. ADHD, as far as like reading books on it, you know, videos, everything I learned about ADHD. That's what I did. You know, I, I didn't go to therapy you know, I, I I really want to learn it myself to see what can I do myself to really better myself to live a normal life.
0: So with, so you educated yourself. So to an extent, you did get some form of treatment because you, you, you mentioned a psychiatrist. So yes. your psychiatrist was the person who informed you about the diagnosis. And what did your psychiatrist recommend?
1: He recommended that I get on medication. See a therapist, or get the three books he recommended, dedicated to you know ADHD. There was one book about the mind, and the other two books I don't recall. But that's what that's that's what I did. I bought I, I the three books, and from there, from there, I just did in, in, intensive research on ADHD. Yeah,
0: that's a that's a really um great point that you bring up as far as like educating yourself on your mental illness, whatever it may be, for people who Listen to the podcast, whether it's articles, whether it's books, whether it's videos, whether it's speaking with your treatment team, because for one, it does show up differently in each person. And so you, you know, took the initiative and decided, okay, I'm going to figure out what ADHD is and how it impacts me, and what do I need to do to be able to live, uh, you know, my life day to day with having the the struggles. Yes. Yeah. So you also talk about how working out and being in the gym has helped you with your ADHD. So we all know that there are tons of benefits to working out. You know, it helps with brain fog and memory. It also helps with weight loss. It also helps with sleep. It also helps with you know your muscles and your bones. There are so there are endless benefits to working out, and so many people often limit it to weight loss. But let's talk about how working out has helped you with ADHD. It's so
1: funny because you know throughout my whole life I've been going to the gym. That's my passion, going to the gym. I never knew why. You know this is pre ADHD. I didn't know I had ADHD. I've been working out, and every time I work out, I have this. Clarity. I feel good. It's just an amazing feeling. It's almost like I I'm not too high, and I didn't know that all these years I was self medicating myself, not knowing. And it was and to, to really find out that working out really helps people with ADHD. It was so amazing to me because you know as far as working out it increases dopamine in your and your and your and your body mm-hmm. like which helps with like um emotional responses, like you said. Um, high energy concentration, your clarity, and it's 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 a beautiful thing, you know, just to really work out intensively and just feel so good because I realized with me when I, once I work out, I, I'm I'm so focused, so organized, and it's like it's like wow, it's like a self-medication, and it's I, 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 I couldn't believe it. So once I knew I had ADHD, and I realized there's a correlation between ADHD and working out and how it benefits. Person who diagnosed for ADHD. That was my main, my main thing, just to keep you know eat right, go to the gym to really in- increase dopamine in your system.
0: Yeah, and so for those who don't know what dopamine is, dop- dopamine is also known as one of the feel good chemicals. Um, Ser, you know, serotonin, all those chemicals that impact your mood, and those are dopamine is one of the chemicals. I believe that is released when you work out. And so I know serotonin is definitely one of those chemicals. And so for you you realize, oh this helps me with dopamine, this helps me with my ability to be able to focus. Now you're like, okay, this is something that I need to add a part of my my wellness plan or a part of my, you know, my treatment plan because I see the benefits and how it impacts my mental health disorder, and so can you explain the grit system and how it helped you and even people that you work with because and it even ties into actually let me not get ahead of myself so I'll just allow you to if you can explain the grit system and how it helped helped you and the people that you work with
1: The grit system helped me because you know it's all about the mind you know the grit. Means you know to really persevere through any obstacles you know regardless of what. And with me, the grid system helped me because it's all about your mindset. If you have a negative mindset, you know you're gonna be able to, to perform how you should perform as your optimum self. So the grid system is all about positive mindset, great self-affirmation, facing fears, and just and just accepting failure as a learning experience and not just, and not shy away from it. That's the criticism in, in its core.
0: I think it's a one of the things that you said that stood out to me is not running away from failure and basically embracing it. And I think that's something that a lot of us actually like. We don't do things or certain things because we're afraid to fail, but without realizing that as many times as we fail, that means we've eliminated one thing that will not work for us. So we learned that A, B and C didn't work for us, but now let's try D. And I think it's important that people learn to embrace those moments where we feel like I didn't figure this out or this didn't work for me. And I know I've that's something that I've dealt with as a person who's battled with depression and anxiety and saying like, I felt like a failure when I had like, I couldn't work. For almost two years, I was out of work and there were just things that I couldn't do because I felt, you know, the depression and anxiety was so crippling and paralyzing. I had to, one of the things that I really had to work through in therapy in particular and tell myself that I wasn't a failure, I was dealing with challenges that I needed to address and I had to learn a new way of living because I know that how I was living, it wasn't working and it got me up to a certain point, but I could no longer live that way. So I think it's really important that people do see the value in failure and also the value of having a positive mind. So many people do struggle with negative self-talk and it is very challenging to overcome those thoughts. So what did you do to overcome the negative s- self-talk? Because that's actually very challenging to do.
1: To, to be honest, with negative self-talk, as as a, as a child, I always, always had a really good, a great positive self-talk. I, I have a little, a little doubt here and there. I just feel like, you know, for me as, as a person, I have so much high standards for myself because of my insecurities or my shortcomings. I look at the positive stuff in me, and like while I look at the mirror i say daryl you you're you're handsome you're you're super smart you're you're courageous you're brave, and i just and this is stuff I believe and sometimes if you don't believe it you repetition you know it becomes part of you as as time goes on mm-hmm. you know yes it's it's hard to really change your negative self- self talk but it's 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 possible but but for me, I have a, a really strong um, self-belief about myself, positive self-belief.
0: Yeah, I think it, it is important that we do have positive, you know, self-belief when it comes to ourselves. But there are so many people who struggle with negative self-talk, even if they don't have a mental health diagnosis. They struggle with the way that they view themselves and that then impacts how they navigate in the world. That also impacts the relationships that they have, the opportunities that they take. A lot of times when people do struggle with negative self-talk, they always they not always, they often limit themselves to not being the best version of themselves because they don't sometimes they don't believe that they're deserving of certain things. And so in order to overcome that negative self-talk, something that you said that really stood out to me is. Repetition and believing and saying something over and over until you believe it, because so many people will say things like I'm ugly or I can never achieve that or that's not possible. And they say that over and over and they start to believe it. So it's like, why can't we do that for something positive and do it repeated so much to the point that we actually start to believe it? So I think that was a really great tip to share. And then what led you to write your book, you know, five ways to transform your mind, develop your character and get the body you desire. So it's a kind of two questions. So what led you to write the book? And then the other part of that, if you can share two of the five ways to help people transform their mind and develop their character and get the body that they desire.
1: Okay. I'm going to answer that, but can I go back, can I jump back to the, um, kind I jump back to the the negative self talk mm mm-hmm. with the with the negative self talk i realized my core of why i have a really strong self belief in myself is is my belief in god you know my belief is if i if i came from god and god is all good and he's he's he's, he's omega i see i'm I, I, i'm a child he's my father so i cannot Look at myself and be like, oh, you know what, Darryl, you're 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 bad. You're you're not smart. You you know I can't, I can't do that because I know who my father is. I feel like that's the core of me. You know, no, I'm a child of God. So if I'm a child of God. Nothing in this world could really um affect my identity, regardless of outside of me, any 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 factors outside of me.
0: Yeah, that's that's something that's really important to, you know, to a lot of people, their relationship in God, because it helps them to be able to get through the challenges of life. And my relationship with God is something that's extremely important to me is something that I've continued to work on and continue to develop, because I truly believe that, as you stated, all good things come from God. And even the things that we believe that aren't so good, but we already know that if you love the Lord and if you believe that you are called according to his purpose, then all things will work for your good, the good and the bad. And so that's something that I had to, of course, learn over time because there was a point in my life where I stopped believing in God. I became angry with God. It was You know, shortly after I got my diagnosis and I just was not in a good place and not happy with life and to the point where I didn't want to be alive, which ultimately led to my suicide attempt. But as I started to rebuild my relationship, I think one of the biggest things that I had to learn was not comparing my relationship with God to anyone else's relationship with God. And that really helped me to focus on my own relationship. Going back to what we were talking about is what led you to write the book, and if you can also share two of the five ways to transform a person's mind, and develop their character, and get the body that they desire.
1: I wrote this book because I learned so much about myself, and I learned strategies and how to how, ways to combat the, the ADHD. So. I really wanted to help others to do the same based on my book. You know, if I could help one person with the book, I, I really, you know, I, I I did my purpose. Whatever you think in your mind, it's a it's it shall be to you. You know, it's because your going to be powerful. If you if you if you at a meeting and you feel like you know you're not gonna you're not you're not going to do well at the meeting. Nine or ten times you're not going to do well because you already put that in your mind. So whatever your mind that you say about yourself, like for example, if somebody looking in the mirror, an initial thought that an, an initial thought. That comes to your mind looking in the mirror is that oh I'm ugly. You got to change that right away. Like no I'm not I'm not ugly. And speak out loud I'm not ugly. I'm 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 handsome or I'm beautiful. And even if you feel like you're unattractive, you really gotta really repeat it out loud that I'm beautiful, I'm handsome, I'm beautiful, I'm handsome, and really say say it with conviction out loud for like you know a couple of days, a month, or a year until it becomes part of you and you start believing it. You know when you when you go to the gym. You know, if you really want to change your body, you know, you really got to challenge yourself. You can't just do, you know, weights. Like, Where we go is if you want to gain muscle, if you want to lose body fat, you really got to challenge yourself. You're not going to get no results in the gym if you're just working out and not really pushing yourself to a limit. Every time you go to the gym, you should really push yourself to a limit. Like, let's say yesterday, you just ran the treadmill for like 10 minutes. Tomorrow, do it for 15 minutes. Every day, keep increasing, pushing that threshold to really change yourself. That's where to really push yourself and not being fearful. Like me, if I'm I'm lifting 50 pounds of dumbbells, in my mind, I cannot be fearful going up. I got to have the courage to go up because I know if I go up, I'll get stronger. So I have to be like, Darryl, the 50s are heavy, but next time, go for 55s. It's all about always te- te- testing yourself to be to really be better. Not just in the gym, in every aspect of life. Because I feel like the gym is like, whatever you do, whatever you do in the gym is going to correlate out, in, the, in the outside world. So you really got to push yourself to for change. That's for everything. If you want to change with ADHD, you want to really combat your systems, you got to do the hard work. You got to face the fears. You got to increase your self-talk. You got to believe in yourself. It, it, it all goes together.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So can you share? I know you said you're new to social media, but if you can share your social media handles and your website, so if people are interested in finding you or connecting, um, connecting with you, want to purchase your book or learn more about you. Can you do that?
1: Yes. My book social media is i n underscore P.U.R. S-U-I-T underscore G-R-I-T, In Pursuit of Grit. My personal social media Instagram is I-A-M-D-A-R-R-E-L-L-W-I-L-O-I-A-M-S. I I am Darrell Williams. And my book, it's on Amazon right now for Kindle and paperback. It's In Pursuit of Grit. Five ways to transform your mind, develop your character, and get the body you desire.
0: All right. Thank you so much, Daryl, for sharing your story. I know that people who struggle with ADHD, this will certainly encourage them to not be ashamed of their diagnoses. And also encourage them to consider working out as one of their coping skills to helping them to Manage their disorder as well, and thank you so much for sharing the ch- the tips from your book. And I want to encourage everyone to support Daryl by purchasing his book and also connecting with him on social media.
1: Thank you for having me. And one thing I want to say, you know, anybody who has anybody who's listening has ADHD. My my personal opinion: don't look at ADHD as a something bad. To me, it's a gift. God gave me to get for a reason. You know, we, we might think differently from the average from the average brain, but we have so many skills and talents. You know, as far as having ADHD, it's unbelievable. You know, if I didn't have ADHD at all, the book won't be um, written. I wouldn't have wrote the book. So everything that happens happens for a reason. So don't look at ADHD as, as as a bad thing. You know, we we have it for a reason, and we just gotta you know be be, be our best self.
0: But this week's therapist shout out. The therapist shout out goes to Lifeline Family Enrichment Counseling Services in Austin, Texas. And the founder and therapist of the Lifeline Family Enrichment Center is Barbara Fontaine. So if you're in the Austin, Texas area and you're looking for a therapist, please be sure to check out Barbara Fontaine. And if she'd be like, how you find my my practice, y'all make sure y'all let her know Kia of the Fireflies Unite podcast sent you over. Y'all know I'll be sure to leave her information in the show notes so that you can reach out to her if you're in that area and you're looking for a therapist. For this week's mind, body, and soulness segment, y'all, I have just have a quote. I know we haven't done a mind, body, and soulness segment in a minute. And if you're new listening to this podcast, the purpose of this segment is really to get us to think about everything that impact impacts our mental health holistically. So that could be anything from exercise to the foods that we eat to positive quotes or affirmations. It's really anything that impacts our overall health. A lot of times we don't think that, for instance, like the foods that we eat impact our mental health or the people that we surround ourselves with impacts our mental health but literally everything impacts your mental health and so that's the purpose of this segment and so I want to share this quote by Gandhi and the quote is your beliefs become your thoughts your thoughts become your words your words become your actions your actions become your habits your habits become your values your values become your destiny And that quote really stood out to me because when I spoke with Daryl, he talked about how he had to work through negative self-talk and he shared ways that he's done that. But we don't often, sometimes we don't realize that everything starts with a thought. And our thoughts prevent us from sometimes living our best lives. Our behaviors are usually started as a thought. So for instance, if someone says that they are ugly, then they often behave and act as an ugly person. So they may not say it out loud that they think that they're ugly, but it shows off in the type of people that they date, the type of people that they surround themselves with and all of the decisions that they make. And our actions, of course, they're tied to our habits, the things that we do over and over, whether healthy or unhealthy. And so I really think it's important for us to consider what thing starts as a thought and moves us toward an action, negative or positive. And so... I want you all to sit with that quote. And again, the quote is by Gandhi. And it says, Your beliefs become your thoughts. Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your values. Your values become your destiny. All right, you all, that wraps up another episode of the Fireflies Unite podcast. And I want to thank Daryl for joining me on the episode and reaching out to me and sharing his story. It was certainly a pleasure speaking with him. And I hope that you all took away at least one nugget that he shared that you can apply to your life. I want to encourage you all not to forget to enter the giveaway. All of the instructions they are in the show notes, so if you forget, you can refer back to it. And of course, y'all know I'm always encouraging y'all to have a blessed week. I want to thank you so much for listening and tuning in week after week. I truly appreciate y'all support. Y'all just don't know how much it means to me. You all have a blessed week and I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. I hope that you obtain tools and resources from the Fireflies Unite podcast to help you manage your mental health, but please do not use it as a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist or psychiatrist. Let's continue the conversation by following me on Fireflies Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.